We have a great episode for you today. Buddy Lee and I sit down with the bad man, Bubba Jenkins, and we talk to him about his journey from Cox High School in Virginia, where he was a state champion, to getting a scholarship to Penn State, transferring to Arizona State, where he pinned David Taylor in the NCAA Finals, to being one of the top MMA fighters in the world, to building an MMA academy in Ghana with the King, to many other things. This is a great episode today, and I hope you enjoy hearing about Bubba's journey to a state title. Backpoints is sponsored by Buddy Lee Jump Ropes, the best jump ropes in the world. So go out and get yourself a jump rope. Use the discount code BACKPOINTS20 for 20% off your order. Now let's go get into this episode with Bubba Jenkins. He taught me to get up when I didn't want to get up when I wanted to quit. I had high goals, man. I've always had high goals. And so when I won it, I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, you guys are right. So it's not the thrill of winning. It's the joy of having that personal goal and being able to achieve that and walk off the mat with your head held high and with your hand up. That just fueled my fire. And I was in every state championship match from there on until I graduated. That was when I really started doing the kind of wrestling that I was capable of. Anybody that steps in the ring and just decides to commit the entire time is a state champion in my in my book. It's, a, it's an absolute moment for me because, you know, the way I met you is how people kind of meet me now. You know, I just kind of come in, do <laughs> do my thing. People people love and adore me and, you know, shake hands, uh, tattoo babies, yeah, do all man. that kind of good stuff. And, um, you know, when I, was, uh, when I was in young, you came in, you, uh, you did your thing, and it, it kind of just gave me a little spark. You were an inspiration to me at a very young age. So, man, for it to be full oh, circle, man. me to be on the show is pretty cool. So nice to hear, brother. Thank you very much for sharing it. Welcome back to Back Points, the podcast where top wrestlers reveal their secrets. We're here today with Bubba Jenkins, MMA fighter, junior world champion, winner of one of the most amazing NCAA finals matches of all time. Before that, state champion for Cox High School. I'm here again with my friend and co-host, Buddy Lee, Olympian, jump rope entrepreneur, maker of the best jump rope in the world. We're, and we're here to talk about Bubba Jenkins' journey to a state championship. Thanks so much for joining us, Bubba. Oh, man. Thank you guys for yeah. having me. As we were saying Pleasure earlier. having uh, you, man. As I was saying earlier, man, I was so excited to you know have B- Buddy Lee slide into the uh, message board on my social media and say, "Hey, man, you know I want to I want to get a podcast interview with you. I just want to get some work with you, something, man." And it was like, man, that's such a such an amazing thing because when I was really really young, I was telling him I met him when I was in middle school, and he inspired me. So for it to come full circle and me do enough to still be on the radar is pretty cool. Yeah, man. Well, I just want to say, hey, it's just really I'm just so proud of you. And, um, you know, I can't remember you as a grasshopper, but it's just yeah, so absolutely. nice to hear the amazing story <laughs> of the grasshoppers probably, becoming. There was probably a hundred yeah. kids around us right at the time, you know, everyone trying to jump rope with you, sign an autograph, you know, take a picture yeah. or something. So, yeah, I mean, you were you were the man in that time. You're still the man now, but you're the man in that time so much that, so that <laughs> I, I, I know you didn't remember me then. So, you know, I'm going to make a lasting impact now on this interview and make sure that we become friends oh. like we were supposed to then. <laughs> I know who you are, brother, because you – let me tell you something. It's just uh, – amazing story and i'm just like you say i'm so proud of you because um your 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 background is similar to mine i was raised mm-hmm. by my mother i was one of mm-hmm. six kids and just to mm-hmm. see 
how your mama, your mother, Teresa, has such yeah. an impact on you and, and steered you in the right direction, man. If we didn't have our, our mothers, man, our, our mothers, um, where would we be? Man. And just, um, and just you know, knowing who you are and stuff. So we're, we're just excited, man, just to, to hear about how you found everything inside yourself to become great when it really mattered, when the rest of the world was watching. And so I'm going to yeah. let Will start off with his question because um, I'm just excited for the, the community to hear more about you and just what you're doing now, these great things you're doing right now as a, as a, as a MMA superstar. <laughs> Will? So, so how did you get started in wrestling? Were you already wrestling when, uh, when you met, Bu when you met buddy years ago? Yeah, absolutely. When I uh, met buddy, I had been, you know, in, on the middle school programs here in Virginia or there in Virginia, Virginia beach area. But um, when my father died, when I was nine and I was, you know, going i was full-fledged in the lead on my way to being a statistic you know being a young angry black kid in america you know trying to you know figure his way out with no father in a sense and uh you know my mom you know saw that saw that path we have a very big family so my mom was one of 11 or my mom was one of nine my dad was one of 11 so i have a lot of aunts wow. and uncles to where you know i could uh steer any one of my talents you know and um you know she, she said your father wrestled let's see if we can you know, you're angry right now. You've been wrestling everybody in the street. You might as well, you know, get on the mat, see what you can do. And, you know, my first match on my first uh, my first year, I had 61 matches. I just fell in love with it. And I end wow. up losing my um, I end up losing my last match in the state finals, getting pinned in a cradle. So that's kind of how the story began. And that's kind of how the story ended. You know, first year, the first year, 60 wow. some matches. My first year, I had phenom. Uh, they we we went everywhere. My uncle took me everywhere. We went right first year wrestling. We started at the Light Wide Boys Boys and Girls Club wow. uh, in Madison, Indiana, with Ray Black and, and Jeff Jenkins and my uncle. And I wrestled with them in the in the city. And then after I was doing so well in the city, and it was kind of like an easy thing to me, they started like, uh oh, we we might have something here. So they started taking me to different little counties. And, and next thing you know, I was entering into the state tournaments and and you know different freestyle, different folk style, and winning everything and then till till to the big big tournament which I really wasn't prepared for but I did well in and it made my way all the way to the finals and I got pinned in like 19 seconds but it was I went 60 and 1 my first year that's amazing man that's just like uh I mean I don't think it's no such thing as losing I just think everything's a lesson and an opportunity Absolutely. as a, a opportunity to come back three times stronger so it was your introduction to how great you would become but um, let me just ask you something. When you first started, did you really think that you would be a wrestler? Did you have your mind set on that you would be probably like some professional boxer or something? Because, you know, that's not really a, a sport for black kids. We don't really get right. to see black role models. So tell us about. Right. No, um, you know, I guess the impacting uh, the lasting impact that my father had on me, my father, you know, when he would be praying, I would be wrapped around his neck. You know, when he would be driving, I would be there when he would be running i would be there you know i was wow. a daddy's boy you know i'm i'm jesse the nice. three the third and if you guys follow me on instagram or anything like that you'll see the attachment that i guess my lineage has from the father and the son because i was really attached to my father as my son is attached to me um and he he's being the first son in his in his lineage uh or his and his brothers and peers uh, him being the 
basically the if we had a kingdom my grandfather was the king then he died then my father would be the king and he died and and now i would be the king with my son being you know prince uh for the heir to the jenkins family throne and us having such <laughs> him having such an impact on my life you know what he did mattered so when they were like oh he he was you know he was a wrestler and he did these things um i also played football which he didn't do but once he, they said that he was a wrestler and i was getting in fights every day that was okay boom i got i got a little bit of an understanding of you know the path my father was five nine my uncles are like six three six four six one six two yeah. you know so we could have easily been a basketball player if we just got a couple more inches on us but you know i'm five seven and a quarter five <laughs> eight right now and you know this wow. is about as it's about as it's about as much as it's gonna go so when i got into <laughs> wrestling realizing that i can literally fit into my own thing not have to depend on other people it was a you know me and you me versus you sport not a not a you know team sport that's kind of at that time with me being young and me being kind of introverted and anti-social because of the loss of my father it was kind of a a, a home for me and that's 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 where I ran to the mat. And that's where I felt, you know, I could release this anger or release, you know, these, these questions about, you know, who I am or what my father was and things like that. You know, my father died in Africa, uh, in Ghana and, uh, and where my bloodline is actually from through both sides of my family, which is, you know, it, it, it turned out to be that way. But, um, and I'm actually, um, a f really good friend with the king in Ghana in Africa. So um, what my father did had such an impact on me that it really steered uh, a course of my life that literally is still to this day. Wow. That's, we, we, yeah, that, that's a really powerful story you got. Always starts with the father. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> it don't fall, fall yeah, from the tree. Yeah, thanks for sharing it, man. I wish I had had those kind of moments with my dad. You know, I was just, um, I'm still just remembered, you know, everything I did was with my mom, but just mm -hmm. a, a great way to salute your father, man. And I'm sure he's looking down and he's so proud of you, you know? Man, man. And, you know, I'm just so happy that, uh, you know, the people that came into my life after my father left, um, nurtured what he started. And, you know, I had the people that inspired me. I had the people, the mentors. And, you know, I'm from Virginia where, you know, we have the athletes that you can, you know, really have your own kind of uh, swag about, your own kind of chip on your shoulder. You know, the Allen Iversons, the Michael Vicks, you know, me and Percy Harvin grew up together, played on all the football leagues together. Uh, you know, we were even going to go to Penn State together, but uh, he couldn't do the cold weather, so he went down to Florida. But nonetheless, man, being where I'm from and, you know, kind of having the background that I have, it was a good mix to, you know, the Lord knew what he's doing and trying to build a warrior for the kingdom. So that's that's kind of what it, what it portrayed to be. Awesome, man. Love your faith, man. You know, um, you went to Cox High School. Yes, and um, who was the coach? Who was the head coach back then? So it uh, it was Jamie Kelly. Rest his soul. He recently passed away. Um, Jamie wow, Kelly was the head coach there. And then Corey Williams uh, was the assistant coach when I first got there. But he was my main coach. Corey Williams was the guy that I, when I was in middle school, would work out with from the high school wow. team. You know, so when I got there and, and Jamie Kelly went on to go to ODU, uh, they gave Corey Williams the head coaching job. And for the rest of my, I guess, sophomore and, and the rest of my high school career, um, he was my my coach until I got into a little trouble and had to go to first colonial where I received my full ride to Penn state. But 
Corey Williams wow, was wow. the coach there and he was, you know, people thought that Corey Williams was, was my father in a sense, because the way he spoke and the way that he, you know, his demeanor was, um, was me on the mat, you know, him and his walking around and his confidence was who I was on the mat. And we, you know, he basically would talk and I would do, and it was a computer system and we were killing everyone and doing all kinds of things. So, you know, people thought that Corey Williams was my father. I, I got that question so many times, but, um, he was my, uh, my guru, I would say, the the fixer of of, of my wrestling woes, and that started in yeah. that, that relationship started in middle school. So you had that continuity all through high school. Absolutely, um, Corey was my coach in my last match, literally in my wow. last wrestling match, not the college match, but I just did an exhibition. Um, um, it was a late notice exhibition in 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 at Penn State with uh, Jason Nolf. He's a three time national champ. He's on the ladder up, and they're like, "Hey, you know, you want to squash the beef and come back to Penn State and do a little exhibition match? We'll pay you and whatnot." So it was like, "Yeah, man, it sounds good." But I took Corey, Corey Williams, with me, who's a wrestling guru, knows all the matches. So it was three to two with the score, one minute and nineteen seconds. You know, he knows all that kind of stuff. So you know, to take him to not only be at the Penn State room and, and all those things, but to take him to be back in my corner as he was when we when I was in middle school. I mean, it was yeah, like you said, we started that continuity. We had that that fellowship and that 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 relationship that, you know, I called him when I was in college when I couldn't figure things out when I couldn't get off the yeah. bottom. You know, I you know he was my high school coach that really really spoke to me about different things. I call him about fighting. You know, he, he's you know yeah. he's he was he was for sure a, a really good father figure for me as I grew up as I was speaking about. Sounds familiar. Sounds, sounds familiar. Yeah. You know, I guess those high school coaches, like you say, I, I don't think that would, would you think it's fair to say that once you leave high school, you'll never meet a coach as close as your high school coach. Man, was that, to you? That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. They, they're everything to you. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. they're the key to, because it's, you know, it's amazing, you know, experience to have someone that's like a father, brother, big brother, mentor, educator, and, you know, and knows who you are and accepts you for who you are. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the thing about it too, man, it, it makes me a little bit nervous that you say that because that that's a, a resounding statement. I literally just, um, you know, COVID-19 shut down our season, but I just got the head coaching job at the high school here in, in Henderson. I'm in, I'm in Nevada in Vegas and I got All the right, head coaching man. job. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So um, Congratulations. they were returning state put some money on the table. <laughs> yeah. They put, they were, uh, <laughs> the returning state champions and, you know, with the season wow. being, uh, you know, shut down. And I, and I just, I'm building a wrestling club to go along with it, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty excited about, you know, taking these young group of men and, and inspiring them in the way that I was inspired. You know, um, oh, I, like yeah. you said, the way my high school coach, you know, really had so much to do with who I am today. It, it really puts a, a little bit of a weight on my mental and on my, you know, physical shoulders to really think, man, I, I, I want to be that to those, to those children for sure, to these boys, to these girls. Now, you know, Vegas is having a big, you know, surge in girls wrestling. So, you know, I won't just be dealing with, you know, the young 18 year old or 15 year old, 16 year old boy who's, you know, trying to find his way in, in, in high school and the world and on the wrestling mat. But, you know, the, the sport has evolved so much to now where I'll be dealing with young females and, you know, to try to be the inspiration that my coach was to me is, you know, is, is definitely starting to, to build on me, but I, I'm up to the task, man. And I'm excited about, you know, what we're going to do and, 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 and what the mentorship program will look like and everything, man. I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped about it. Sounds familiar, huh? From, from yeah. transition from athlete to coach, there's no yeah. greater feeling. Yeah. 
It's no greater feeling. I'm still fighting, man. We'll, we got the fight April 23rd. I'm sorry. We fighting. I got to stay. April, yeah. yeah, yeah. I got to stay in the killer mode. You know, I'm showing these kids the moves, but I'm also showing them by, by leading by example, man. I'm, I'm doing my my everyday Uriah Faber, I guess, because I I own my gym. I own my fight gym. I, I'm the, one. Yes. I'm a co-owner with the head coach. Me and Dewey are, are co- co-coaches with the uh, fight gym that we have. So, you know, nice, I basically... Nice own the team that I fight for and with and you know with the team that I own the gym that I own I just put my wrestling club in it and being that I just got the high school program I just trickled my clientele from the high school program into my wrestling program that is built under my gym so you know I'm just trying to blend it all together while still fighting April 23rd ESPN2 for the uh, million dollar tournament April 29th April 23rd and where can we see it it's going to be on ESPN2 ESPN two. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So um, you sound like from, from athlete to businessman, serious businessman. I like oh, yeah. that. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all in the business, my man. I'm, I, I got children to feed. I got a two year old son, a four year old daughter, a six year old son. Yeah. And, 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 you know, a, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children. And, you know, I'm grinding, I'm grinding, I'm grinding to, to leave what, you know, David left for Solomon. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do these things. So one of the things that's interesting to me is that so Buddy Buddy and I'll talk about how when he was a wrestler, he was always thinking about beyond wrestling. You know, he was mm-hmm. thinking about what what was he going to do to build you know his career and build his you know his empire after wrestling because you know wrestling is is one kind of you know small part of life. Yeah. You know, w- w- how did you think about that? Like, did you oh, think man. About- it's it's definitely the. Uh- the well the lord showed me a, a kind of a vision and he showed me that i was building a stage i was going to obviously have an audience um i was i was a fly on the wall and it was i was basically in an auditorium if you can really think about this vision of being like in a in a, in a, in a high school auditorium where um the, the chairs are on the right and the the stage is on the left and the stage that i was standing on were all my talents my ability to speak my ability to you know be aware my ability to discern my ability to wrestle my ability to adapt you know the things that i I find as you know good qualities of myself and my athletic ability my ability to just have this understanding of things he showed me these this type of uh i guess stage that i kind of built of my talents and on that stage there was a white light and a pole you know it was, it was just kind of like a little like someone was about to come sing or come someone was about to come talk and the audience was kind of walking around and they you know they weren't ordered yet they they basically were waiting and then the gate the uh, the the lines opened up and then I kind of walked out on stage, but I really couldn't see that it was me, but I was just in full knowledge that it was me. And it was basically, I was building a stage to create an audience that was eventually going to sit down and be aware of that. I was on, that I was coming to show them things that I was coming to basically give them my talents and build this audience and build this stage that I'm on. And so with that, I had an understanding that, just wrestling was one piece of that stage that I was on. It was not the entirety of the stage. It was not, you know, the stage that I was on was a big stage built of many talents. And and so that when I know that it was a platform to show people other things, to use the mic that I had, that I was given with my talents, it, it was showing me that, okay, let me use this part of it to, to get to the next place. And I'm building in Africa, as I was saying, with the king in Ghana, um, Honorable Tagbia Fetty, and me being in the fight game and me being, in a sense, my own agent and having 
many contracts that I've seen and having, you know, been in many organizations, fought on TV, fought in Bahrain, um, went out there and dealt with the Prince of Bahrain and went to the Russian organization, dealt with some of the uh, the Russian guys out there, which was, you know, a, an experience in its own self. Um, you know, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've been around the world and I've seen a lot of things. So me to, to, to have the mantle that I have to give that away and, and, and show these people these gold nuggets that I found while building the stage and, and with all these talents is something that I, I, I definitely have focused on. So my my later plan and, you know, for my children and me being a coach in the game already, already coaching UFC fighters, already, you know, having had UFC offers and things like that. I, I, I'm, I'm understanding of the bag that I carry and, you know, I, I'm not stumbling or fumbling. I'm clear of the vision and I, and I understand which way I'm headed. I just got to make sure that the people that are coming along with me are, are, are understanding of, you know, the lives that are, are to be affected by this because I'm truly, truly trying to uh, touch as many people as i can nice nice story yeah amazing did, well did, you know I, go ahead well i was just gonna say did, when you were going all the way back to high school did you feel then that you were guided by that kind of a clear purpose clear vision you know what did does it go all the way back that far no, I would say it developed. I would say as I became into a man, um, as I was a child, I thought I was a child, I did childish things. But as I became a, a man, I put away those childish things. I, I developed in analyzing the things that I've been through in life. You know, as I sat down eventually to analyze who I was, there are many things that even though I have this confidence and this authority, there are many things that humbled me. There are many things that set me back and made me think and analyze and, and readjust. You know, it wasn't, <laughs> it was by no means a smooth path to this enlightenment place. You know, I, I had to, I had to get it out the mud in so many different areas and, and getting that you have, you have to know self, you know, I was telling someone earlier, a lot of people mix up the un their understanding and the idea of the way to get to wealth. If you really understand who self is, you find an easier way to wealth because then you don't work for those things. You just become passionate about the things that literally feed you in a sense. Um, so uh, it didn't yeah. go back that far. I had to analyze what I've been through, where I was, who talked to me, who who met me, who hurt me, uh, who inspired me. I had to think about all those things. And then then the Lord came in and put the cap on it and, and he gave me direction. And that's all I can, you know, seek, seek him first, the kingdom and, and all the rest will be added. Well, that sounds like a very familiar story. <laughs> Great, you know, to have the faith, man. I know you sound like a man of faith, and if I don't, I don't just, I don't see how you can anybody can get in, get through this life without having faith. They have It's it's wild out there. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's yeah. getting worse. So they got to have something to hold on to, man. And if you don't have yeah. that intangible, you can lose yourself. Even uh, even us believers, you know, we can lose ourselves. Yeah. It's, it's hard out here. And, That's you know, right. It's the way it is. Well, let's talk about, let's go back to back down memory lane so we can just talk about your greatness from high school, what you did in high school. You were two-time state champion at Cops? No, sir. Was I was a, uh, my freshman year, I lost to the, 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 the nation's number one recruit in Brandon Hardy from Western Branch. I lost to him in the finals, got pinned. <laughs> and then my sophomore year, I won the state tournament in grand fashion. And then wow. I, I was the number one recruit in the country. I was, oh no, I was the number one, 145 pounder in the country. Um, I was, I was as a sophomore becoming on the stage and just, you know, lighting people up and starting to go undefeated. My junior year undefeated, having tech fault almost everyone. Um, there Crazy. was a bomb threat at the uh, regional tournament 
And with that bomb threat, and, and, and I, I won't make the excuse, I miss weight by 0.1 of a pound. Um, the timing of when I was supposed to arrive and when we were supposed to work out and, you know, all of us having to be in the bus and having to, you know, not be able to have that time before weigh-ins because of the bomb threat and things like that. And wow. me being a, you know, a, a young kid at that time, you know, it was just. So you miss a, weight. Miss oh weight God. at the regional tournament at point one, having uh, not lost all year. I tech fault the guy oh, that man. actually won states that year from Great Bridge. Um, so that was my junior year. I didn't. I wasn't in the state tournament. And my senior year, right before the state tournament, I was expelled um, from high school. Well, I was suspended where they tried to expel me. And then I had to you know, go to about eight or nine petitions where I went to first Colonial down the street from Cox and then won the senior national tournament and got my full ride to Penn State. Oh my gosh, what an wow. animal. <laughs> an animal, animal thrown off course. And it's like everybody's praying that this guy doesn't make weight, that something happened to him. And when he finally gets things going the right way, it's like, this is what happens. And then you go, you get this full ride to Penn State. And I guess who who's there? Kale Sanderson? Kale was not there yet. We um, oh, we had choice. Um, Matt okay. Berlin recruited me. He came to he actually came to national duels, the same place, not national duels, but Virginia duels, the same place I actually met you at. Um, not at the same time, but the same place. And he came and he recruited me right off the mat. He said, I want you to get a full ride to Penn State. You said you want to do these things. And, you know, I'm here to offer you a full. And, uh, you know, at this time I was being recruited by everyone in the country, everybody. But, wow. you know, with with my little my little legal situation, um, you know, it was it was good to try to you know, get into a home quick before, you know, things start getting fuzzy. Um, but I was- Well, you're just a kid, man. That's it, man. You yeah, know, absolutely. we get off track, you know, you kid, man. That's why you, you know, we deserve second chance, but you was a good kid. And, you know, yeah, your mom was, made sure that you were a good kid, you know? It was, man, and I still speak, you know, if you guys go back and hear those stories about, you know, the things that happened to me, man, we got to have a whole uh, part two of this interview. But, you know, at that time, me being a young African-American kid, and in yeah. the in the area that I was in, yeah. um, dominating in a sport that wasn't mine, um, with uh, against you know pigments that didn't match mine's with an attitude that didn't match theirs. Um, it didn't say much for what they were trying, how they were trying to help me when they were you know seeing me in a situation that you know didn't didn't quite deserve the attention that it got. You know, but me being the one the number one recruit in the country, the number one 145 pounder, haven't lost in two or three years, and having won all the national tournaments at that point, um, they really wanted you know the story. So they got the story, you know, and uh, we, we had to rebound from it, and we went off to Penn State where we were national finalists you know we graduated and uh went off to arizona state where we became the national champion and pinning the penn state kid and you know having uh, a literal book about my life um be played out in front of the public's eye of people who followed me from a long time ago man you know i i heard from you i heard about you when i was talking to frank harris you know frank harris from tc Williams. yes sir he was telling me oh, man. i said man i'm trying to find some african-americans to get on this uh podcast Oh man, you got to do Bubba Jenkins. Bubba Jenkins. Bubba Jenkins isn't that a football player? No, Bubba <laughs> Jenkins. <laughs> and then he started telling me the story. I say, man, I wish I was around coaching when you know when you you were wrestling in high school. And you know, I kind of regret not being a coach in high school and yeah. um, having the opportunity to work with kids like yourself and and steer you in the right direction. Because I think a lot of times it's really about coaches not really understanding what we have to go through. You know, yeah. you know, being, you know, kids of color, especially in the South. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. how it goes. Absolutely. So, and you can go I ahead and the... racism because 
it's it's the it's the it's, it's the truth. I mean, that stuff is it, it was it happens to many of us in the sport, and um, you have to be able to just call it out and call it out like it is. It's okay. If you look at the facts of my case, um, it is night and day. Um, a a blatant um, disregard for justice in in, in my and my plea for help. It was really a, a bad scene that, you know, try to try inspire. But, you know, when I'm being led and, and the Lord's setting up the chessboard, really, I just, I just, I just keep moving the pieces and they just keep falling into place. And I, and it was something that taught me. It was something that humbled me. It was something that, you know, prepared me for the life that I am living now, uh, because that situation was, you know, one thing that obviously made me stronger that could have for surely ended something that was, you know, going to be, you know, what, what we, what we projected to be a, a wonderful college career, which it ended up being, but that could have put a real halt in it. And when Kale Sanderson came to Penn state, it wasn't like I, you know, the expulling, the expulsion that I experienced in high school, but the resetting of the mind that had to take place in a program that you already were dominating in and already wow. having felt, you know, a home in to have to have to reset and still go to another place and win nationals. It was almost like I seen this movie before and I know the characters and I know how to get it done. Wow. So what you, sorry, go on, buddy. No, no, just amazing story. Please, Will. Yeah, it, it is. So what you went through in high school where you had to go through that expulsion or that suspension, really, mm -hmm. um, and, and the, the trauma that that was, it prepared you for when you had to deal with it again, I mean, in a different way, but you, mm -hmm. you had to deal with the, with leaving that program at Penn State your junior year and still come back to win a title. So that really prepared you for that. It really does, man. And um, it happens for whatever reason. It uh, it happens like a, a, a cycle. Um, I was at Bellator, fought for Bellator on Spike TV, 10 fights. I was 8-1, and 8-2. Like I was doing my thing with them. And um, they wanted me to play a character, you know, and I'm too real to play a character. My character is me. I I, I am the <laughs> yeah. Batman, you know. I don't need to play a character. Yourself, yeah. Right. I don't need, you know, I'm genuine. I don't need to have these, you know, call outs and this bravado. You know, this was the time of, you know, the Conor McGregor type of thing. And they knew that I have a mouthpiece. So they wanted me to kind of portray this arrogant um hoodlum in a sense ghetto character from the south and it was just like i'm that ain't me you know i'm i'm too educated yeah. too smart to play you know that role and you know i dance in my own shoes i i told kel sanderson to kick rocks you i won't i won't allow you to allow me to be someone I'm not. So as they were trying to do that, I asked them for my release, being in the great contract. And I left that organization, went to deal with the Prince in Bahrain and won a world title out there where every time I buy into myself and push the chips to the middle of the table and I say, me versus you, I feel like I'm right in this situation. Every time the Lord validates me and I, and I turn out to be a better situation. It's nothing like knowing yourself, man. Knowing who you are when you're dealing with um, adversity, and uh, and I, you know, man, I can relate to you because, <laughs> you know, we can we can all relate because it's it's a struggle. But I, so, I just, you know, my hats off to you, and I'm just want to say I'm still very proud of you just for persevering, not giving up hope, you know, because you can't get out of this life without having, uh, you know, some type of hiccups or you know, struggles or misunderstandings, but it's really how you get off your back and keep fighting. And that's what you've proven to be, man, an amazing fighter, a, a, a champion in life. Um, um, I just think you untap, um, I think you just scratching the surface of 
how amazing your life is going to be. And all <laughs> these experiences, all these experiences that happen to you, they're, they're, they had to happen so that you can find your greatness. Yeah, and so, I you know, at 34 that. years of age, Bubble, when I think about 34, you know, I was making an Olympic team when you was being born mm -hmm. <laughs> in 1988. Wow. And I had some things, I had some um, controversial stuff happen to me for the 88 Olympic trials. I had won the Olympic trials and then I was sitting up on number one and waiting for the, um, to see who I would have to uh, compete against. But um, it was some stuff that happened there. But, um, and it was at age 34 and you're turning 34 and with no, all these amazing experiences, I'm my, how old I'm are you now? I'm on my Jesus year. Just two weeks ago, I just turned 33. So this is oh, my 33. season. I just oh, turned 33. Yeah, you're, to, you're gonna put a year okay. on me. <laughs> but Man, 33. Well, hey, hey, Will told me 34. But you know what? Um, you know, that's, that's even more scary. 33. You got just your own business. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, that's awesome. Happy birthday. Thank you, um, so we got we got that, and now you're in the MMA fighting arena. And uh, tell us about you know your transition from college, you know, and then um, and going into this MMA and and what's going on there with the with the uh, I guess the uh, organization you're with. Yeah, so I uh, transitioned very well. I was the number one prospect. If if MMA had a draft, I was the number one draft pick in 2011. Um, I was in all the magazines as the number one touted prospect to come out of the uh, of wrestling. You know, at that time they were starting to go around to all different kinds of combat arenas to start to find the next MMA, you know, star in a sense. And you know, I got recruited basically by ATT, one of the top programs in in the all of the world. Um, down there with Dan Lambert and at the time it was Ricardo Laborio who you know gave me a call and he was like hey man I, I heard so much about you you just won the national championship um, we have a great program down here we just got Steve Mako we got this we got that why don't you come down and check it out and um, at this time in my career I had not stopped since I started you know being number one recruit being the national champion being you know junior world champion um, these are summer times winter times summer times spring fall like this is non-stop going so as a uh, as a national champion graduate from just Arizona State, got my degree, sent it to me in the mail. Appreciate you, Arizona State. Thank you. Uh, give, send me my ring, send me my championship trophy, all those good things. And now I'm being recruited by a billionaire uh, and Dan Lambert to come fight down in Miami. Um, so it was, you know, it wasn't really a bad, you know, shift in, 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 in what I was doing, no kids, no girlfriend, you know, and, and a young superstar mind, you know, so, uh, you know, I went down there and, and really learned a lot about, you know, the fight game and, and the people and, you know, just becoming a man at this point, I was institutionalized from being in all kinds of programs and being in, you know, having to be somewhere and having to be at times and having to get the grade and having to, you know, from that to like, Hey, you know, we're going to pay you to just show up and work out so so like what time do i gotta like be here where do where i gotta check in at where do i no we're gonna get you a place you, you know we're gonna pay the place and you're just gonna work out and then we're gonna find you an agent and then you're gonna fight and it was like i think you know what i think i can do yeah, this yeah, yeah. and so you know getting reality. into that yeah it, it was like okay but you know the focus me being so young at the time 
um, mature in college, of course, but young in like as a man. I'm 23 years old, um, and, yeah, and my yeah. bills are being paid, and I'm down in Miami learning how to fight. You know, it was you know the focus of trying to be the champion wasn't there as it is now. As I'm you know now 10 years later and and, and been in the game and have children and whatnot. So the focus then was you know just try to figure out the game, and 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 the transition was in the beginning from not wanting to get hit and not wanting to get kicked to, you know, having the jujitsu really crush the wrestling powers, you know, it was trying to figure out a lot. And, and those loopholes and those uh, lumps carried me through to becoming that contender, that challenger to eventually becoming a world champion and, and the transition now to knowing what I'm doing and to knowing how I'm doing it and knowing when the, the, the empty flows are and the, you know, empty, empty moments in the voids, uh, to, to see those things and to, to feel the, the sport, like I feel it now. Um, it, it, it brings me back to my high school days of really being in control of the wrestling mat and, and marking the spot on the mat where I want to pin them and things like that. So it, it's the transition to MMA is beautiful. I'm fighting in the million dollar tournament. Um, it fights on ESPN two. We fight four times this year. It's a tournament. It's a, it's like a, it's like a playoff. We have, um, first, the first fight is a seeding fight. The second fight is a tournament fight. The third fight is the semifinals. And then we fight for Madison Square Garden. If it's not in Vegas this year because of the COVID, we fight Madison Square Garden for the million dollar tournament. So um, I got a great wow. contract. Um, the champion, the two time champion, is someone that I've beaten five or six times in college. Uh, he was a college rival of mine in Lance Palmer, being a guy that went to Ohio State and me being at Penn State. We saw each other many times. We were actually friends. And and now they put a million dollars on his head and I'm going to go get that. No more friends, huh? <laughs> no more friends. I kind of, I, I like this guy, but I love my children. And he yeah, all he's got is dogs. He, all he's got <laughs> is dogs. I got real kids. I got real, I got real bills. Like, come, yeah, bring, right. me, come bring me that money. I used to beat him for a cheeseburger. I got, I definitely going to do it now. <laughs> that's the motivation i can't wait to watch you know i'm I'm trying to hog the show from will what go no. ahead will <laughs> no no this is great i, I love i love hearing I've seen this boy since he's a kid you know <laughs> <laughs> you guys got catching up to you. Um, yeah yeah you know i actually so i actually want to go back to the to your wrestling career for a minute did you yeah. ever because you went through some tough times with in college at least once and then in and then in high school obviously did you ever feel like quitting you ever feel like walking away uh, no because the edge of people saying i couldn't um man it, it, the drive to to prove people wrong drove me for a long time that's not my drive now, of course. Um, but the chip on my shoulder to, to say that I can't was a big, big, uh, big liquid in my gas tank to, to, to push me up those hills of, of depression in, in, in my sports arena. You know, not depression in me, but depression in, in, in what I felt as my career, areas of lulls, of places where I got hurt or wasn't in the right focus. My first, I, I, you know, I didn't lose, I lost nine matches in all of middle school and high school. And I lost my first five matches when I got into college. <laughs> so, so, you know, that was a whole, what is going on? This whole life of mine is a lie kind of thing. You know, what have wake they been call. teaching me? It was a wake up call. And it wasn't that I just yeah. got beat. I was, I was a true freshman 
wrestling up a weight class at 157, weighing 155 pounds with my clothes on, wrestling in the Big Ten, wrestling the number one wrestler in the country, the number three wrestler. My first match in college was the first number one wrestler in the country in Illinois, Mike Poeta. And I lost five to two, but a loss was a loss to me. So I'm like, oh, okay, number one guy in the country. I don't care if he outweighs me. I lost, and I'm taking it hard. The very next, uh, the very next day, we take a flight from Illinois, from from P- Pennsylvania, wrestling Illinois. We take a flight to Minnesota, and I wrestle the big Schlater. Then I wrestle the eventual national finalist Craig Henning. Then I wrestle the eventual national finalist Torella from Michigan. So my first five matches were against Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin, you know, yeah. Iowa, and you know, I had no clue where I was in life as big far as like yeah. trying to. It, it was it was a killer's role for my mindset for my career and you know i had to keep getting up and keep getting up most people from my area kind of know that understanding of people saying you can't or you won't or man that ain't a good idea or that dream sounds crazy or you man that don't even make sense you know and 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 just really having that feeling of man let me show you i'll just give me give me just keep watching i'm gonna show you and that's that's really what kept driving me um because i was because I had accomplished so much in wrestling and when, and I was doing so well in fighting, once I got to a place of oppression in my fighting career, in a sense, with the Bellator thing and, you know, trying to figure some things out, I did have uh, probably one day of like, let me just go ahead and master the game of, you know, being the agent slash um, coach slash this, that, and the third and put my athletic talents, you know, on, on the couch right now. But uh, I was way too fast. I'm still way too fast. I'm way too strong, way too smart, way too uh, uh, feel. Uh, like I said, I'm just getting started. So I couldn't, it, it was maybe a 23 hour period where I was just like, how do I shift? How do I, how do I make that, that climb? So the moment that I thought of like, okay, maybe I should uh, hang it up. It was like, it didn't, it didn't sit well. I literally didn't even sleep on it. So to go back to your question. It lasted for a, a small season and, 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 and it didn't, it didn't do much. <laughs> we, we back baby. <laughs> you, you experienced it. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question um, regarding, you know, um, uh, you know, there's other Bubba Jenkins out there with the same kind of personality, same type of struggles, same type of amazing relationship with the father. And maybe they've lost their father or mother and stuff like that. What kind of message do you have for that kid? That's something like you or just any kid. Man, it is, it's a cold world out there, man. It's a, it's a really, um, it's, it's a lonely place. So you have to really understand who you are. You have to really dig deep inside of the things that you've been through. Like I said earlier, the hurts that you've been through, the people that inspired you, you got to know you, you got to know self. Um, You got to believe in self. You got to see visions that nobody else sees for you. You got to dream dreams that no one else is going to wake you up from. You got to really go after things that no one else has talked to you about. Um, There has to be some kind of self-awareness of who you are to go to the place you feel you need to be. Um, there are women who have this ideal man. There are men who have this ideal woman. If you cannot match that ideal, if you don't know who yourself is, you cannot match the ideal of who you think that person should be for you. I take that in that same kind of marriage with destiny. I know what I want my 
destiny woman to look like. I know what I want that calling to look like. So I know what man I have to be in order to match that destiny. You know, the highest seat only holds one, but heavy is the head that wears the crown. So we have to understand, you got to know yourself. It's a lonely, lonely place in this world. And once you start understanding self, then you understand the father who built you, who built self, and, and he'll lead you in which way you need to go. But when you don't have nobody else, when there are people who are doubting you, family members, brothers, sisters, wives, husbands, there are people who don't mean to doubt you or mean to you know, reflect their disappointments on you. But there are times where you really have to just shun it all out and go deep into a place where you only you know exists and only you know what's in there because only you can pull it out. That's inspiring. Nice. Well said. Yeah. I want to ask a question again. <laughs> In a few words, the amazing Bubba Jenkins. <laughs> how would you describe yourself as a wrestler? If I had to look back and say, how do you want to be remembered as a wrestler? Because you're not a wrestler anymore. Now you're an MMA uh -huh. fighter. But I want you to describe yourself in a few words as a wrestler and then how you describe yourself as an amazing MMA fighter. I would say that I was electrifying. Um, they call me the Super Duck King. You know, the Super Duck is 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 a move that you know it's a simple little duck under, but they call duck me the under. king of it. Yeah, it, they call me what the king mean? of it. What do you mean? I was doing a duck under, man. You I know, mean you was a duck under? I know. Under king? I know. That's you and, must and, have took my place. I, I know you guys, and a lot of the, a lot of the gentlemen <laughs> that have wrestled before me that were electrifying yeah. as well, they would say, "What you talking about a duck? We were doing super ducks <laughs> and things like that before you was even yeah. born." I, and I know, wow. but right now the generation that is. Uh, of the whole uh, that is before us is now calling me the king of the super duck. That's, and uh, okay, that's my head down. Okay, I, okay, I'm about to. It was because of when <laughs> I did it, where I did it, who I did it to. You know, it didn't matter the match, it didn't matter the time, the season, if you were a national champ or not. You know, I hit this electrifying move on you, and you really couldn't oh, stop man. it. There's sometimes that you know, I probably shouldn't have hit it on the edge, or I probably shouldn't have hit it with this guy, and it didn't matter wow. to me. So you know that th I was electrifying and I was daring. I you know I wasn't scared of nothing. You could see the the match that I won in the national finals, you know, is a suicide cradle and more people are starting to do suicide cradles now, but I want to say I, I inspired people to start risking going to your back and, and, and committing to it. Cause that's basically what I did in on the biggest stage. It was like me or you, let's go. Who got the biggest gun? And we went onto our back and I came yeah. out. And stuck them. That's awesome, man. Duck under. Yeah. I love that because yeah, that was my bread and butter as a Greco Roman guy. So that's nice yeah. to hear. <laughs> nice night. Nice. So it electrifying duck under. Okay. So, okay. Mr. Mr. Wrestler and um, congratulations to amazing wrestling career, state champion, two-time state champion, junior world champion, uh, NCAA champion, defeating the guy that took his, well, I guess uh, in Penn state, they didn't want you to wrestle him or you beat him, right? You beat him yeah. out. Who, who yeah, David and, Taylor. Uh, and, he's a he's yeah, Olympic yeah. champ, Olympic, uh, Olympic, a world champion, Olympic ladder guy. He's, he's the man in wrestling right now. He, but um, yeah, I, I stuck David early. <laughs> right. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you continue your wrestling career after after college? Well, it'd be oh, yeah. kind of scary. Uh, but I beat I beat Burroughs. I beat all those guys. I beat Burroughs. All the guys that are on the ladder right now that are doing their thing. Those were those are that's my years of competition. Those were the guys that I was beating when I was there. And um, the only reason, man, the, literally. The only reason why I went into mixed martial arts is because the 
wrestling community didn't really appreciate my style of personality. You know, yeah, they yeah. wanted us to be a little bit more quiet. They wanted us to be a little bit more humble and they wanted us to take a small check for it. And maybe not even a check at all. Just go live at the dorms in Colorado and maybe wow. get a gold medal out of it. Um, and I'm not about that. I'm about so much more than that. I'm not going to live like I didn't live in the dorms when I was in college. So I'm not going to live in the dorms as a grown ass man with talents out this world. <laughs> so, you know, I, man, I decided you to hang like up the wrestling club. Yeah, yeah, got to man. We got to we got to find another course. I got to do something with this. Well, not only that, I was in the Marine Corps and they wanted me to stay in the barracks. I said, "No, I ain't staying in the barracks." Yeah, <laughs> no, no way. I'm, I'm growing. I'm not doing this that. man in the barracks. I, I need That's, a place to be creative. I need a place to, that, that that inspires me, man. That there's a whole thing to be said about the visions you can see. Well, how about your as an MMA fighter? How would I describe how how would we describe the amazing Bubba Jenkins. What kind of MMA fighter are you? I'm a war priest. Just simple as that. I'm a war priest. I, I come for the battle. I stand on my biblical understanding. I stand on my 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 Bible. I'm led by my King. Um, he is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If that wasn't obvious, but uh, I go in here Amen. to each fight. I go into each fight knowing that I'm fighting for a cause against principalities, fighting for a purpose. Um, I'm leading people, um, and and I heard somebody you know say, "Oh, who who would tell someone that Jesus wouldn't tell you to go into fighting?" So you're telling me Jesus is telling you to fighting? <laughs> I'm telling you right now, some people are called for this. Um, some people are That's called right. for many many different things, and just because you're a pinky, don't mean you're not a part of the hand. Um, when you're acting like a thumb or when there are other people being in an index or there are other people acting like middle fingers, we're all part of this hand and I'm just a different area. I might, I, I might be the thumb that brings that pressure. I might be the middle finger that turns you away sometimes, but um, every now and then I'm going to be who I need to be in Christ. And he's, he's who leads me. I'm not a soldier. I'm, I, I'm not led by a colonel or, or something. I'm a warrior. I go my own way and only one person leads me. And, and, and in that, I, I'm I'm here for all the war and all the smoke that the guys in the MMA world want to bring me. They they say anything against my king, it's a wrap. They say anything against my family, it's a wrap. They say anything against who I've been and validated to be as the national champ, it's a wrap. I'm coming after every head coming for me. Heard that, guys? I'm Bubba Jenkins. <laughs> Will, what do you got to say? Any questions? I, I love it. You know, I think uh, I think we've covered we've covered just about everything bubba um what, what do you want to talk about what what you, you got any questions for buddy lee about how to how to how to train how to you know how, how to how to come out on top yeah i would be wait. remiss to to not have this opportunity to say man we got to do nah, something before, together wait wait hold on yeah before you ask me sorry i'm gonna interrupt i'm gonna be rude go ahead now, you, met <laughs> a, you met you met me as a grasshopper right you met me as a grasshopper yes, and sir. you saw me what jumping rope right yes sir so the question business. is Bubba Jenkins, have you been jumping ropes since you've met me? Yes, yes, I have. Listen, yeah. and, and I ain't gonna don't don't give me no video. Don't say, don't show me, don't see if I can do the Buddy Lee specials. I'm not that rope jumper. But in this past year, hold on, here's one of my subs. What's up, buddy? Uh, my little man came for a hug. I'm doing an interview right here. Man, this is my little man dream. So, uh, we're actually in our mat room right now. I'm, I'm, I got mats everywhere, oh, and you know, we just oh, that's nice. we got the spot set up nice. for him to, to, to be prepared for what he's got coming. But, um, right now, so I'm oh. gonna interview. But, what was the question? I'm sorry, 
I was just wondering if you was jumping rope or jumping with yes. the buddy Lee Jones. Yes, I, I see, it, and that's what I was. That's where I was going. I'm I'm glad great minds think alike. So this past <laughs> two years, and that since I become champion, I have been jumping rope because I have not been able to run uh, away because my my children. So I'll open the garage and I'll sit there and I'll jump <laughs> rope. But with that being said, I don't have the rope necessary to become Buddy Lee special. So okay, so not only not yeah, not only do I need <laughs> everything you have, but I'll, um, I'm building out here, man. I'm I have a whole gym. We just moved our um, we just moved to a new spot. It's, I mean, I got ten thousand square feet. I have a couple partners. Me, Dewey, we're building an MMA facility out here. Not only would we love to have you come out, but we need our whole facility spotted out with the Buddy Lee system ropes and everybody who's training with us. We have moms, children, everyone. I mean, um, we got some business that me and you can definitely sit down and talk about with, you know, just partnering and, and being brothers from, from the same area, cut from the same tree, cut from the same cloth. I mean, oh, I, I'm excited to just, you know, be a part yeah. of what we can do. Thank you. Well, you know, with all that said, um, what can I say? I, I, I mean, I guess, you know, since I met you as a grasshopper and just want to just let you know how proud I am of you and you've done amazing things. I think you're a genius. You are <laughs> a true warrior. Um, yes, I think you are. And I think that um, you're untapped, well-spoken. Uh, mom should be proud. Dad should be proud. Family should be proud. Um, I'm here for you as a mentor. Um, I think yes, that you sir. need a mentor like me and agent. And um, yeah, absolutely. And I want to make I want to make sure that you continue to stay in the right direction of life. So we're going to basically um, send some Buddy Lee Bubba Jenkins jump ropes to keep these kids motivated and uh, jump in the right direction. And we're going to support the gym, send you some jump ropes on behalf of back points. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I, I appreciate getting you guys for having me on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you for back points. Thank you, Will, for having me out, for reaching out and really you know, securing this thing, man. I'm, I'm so appreciative. And like you said, a mentor, man. I, I couldn't get off this phone without keeping you as a mentor and saying, man, I saw what you did as a young and as a grasshopper. And, you know, I'm in very similar paths. I'm building in Ghana. I'm building an academy slash agency with the king in Ghana. And, and I'm going to have 100 fighters. I'm bringing 50 of them here and in five years i'll have you know a couple francis ngangus a couple israel adesanyas is a couple usman so i you know we're building some Woo! amazing things uh in africa and you know i'm building a bridge from the homeland to the land we're in now and you know you're somebody who can definitely inspire in multiple regions of this world so uh, you know we definitely got to sit down and chop it up how we can you know partner and, and really bring the future and the children uh what we have we really bring them an inheritance that they can have for themselves remind future remind us what what date you're fighting again we're going to be having three dates so the three dates were in a bubble just like the nba had we're going to be fighting on espn2 the first fight i might i don't know until this week or later on i'm going to post it on my instagram but later on this week i should be getting my opponent but april 23rd is the first one april 29th the very next week is the next one or may 6th the very next week is the next one i doubt they're going to save the bad man someone like myself 
I doubt they're going to save me for May 6th. So we go ahead and throw that one off the table. They right. they do save the best for last, but people want to see me, and it's a long time coming. So I'm thinking April 23rd is when I'll be fighting, but I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the month they want to give everybody that grand hurrah and put your boy on the map after they're letting people know that the fighting season has started. So I'm excited either way. We're going to crash on somebody in about 11 weeks on ESPN2 at the 145 division. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not just one of the best in this division. I'm one of the best in the world. And I, I plan to prove it because everybody knows how well I can talk. But uh, I walk That's it right. like a talk target. To talk, walk the walk. Talk the talk. Walk the walk. Well, yes, I tell you sir. what, man, we're, we're proud of you. And we just basically right. would like to, to have you back on this show and keep up with you as a Virginia native. And um, and yes, just, sir. you know, one of the homeboys and just, uh, you know, support your career. And um, where can we find you online? Do you have a website or, um, or uh, right Instagram handle? Right now, we're building all that. We're putting it all together. We had so many websites and so many things that we've learned to grow all along, but now we're getting more more focused. But we're I'm at Bubba underscore Jenkins uh, on everything. I'm Bubba Jenkins everywhere. Uh, you know, I'm not hard to find, and I answer to everyone. I reply to everyone. I'm very down to earth. I still have the same number that I had the day that I met you. So um, oh <laughs> we didn't switch numbers. I just never changed my number and it's a part of me because I told everyone who's ever met me in middle school back in that time I'm the same guy you I'm down to earth I I, I have not changed a little bit just only in mindset well you're doing amazing things this is awesome this is a great time we would love to have you back and we are, we're gonna watch you win in April Yes, sir. Appreciate it. And it's my season. My birthday just happened. My Bucks just won the Super Bowl. I'm 33 years old. My gym's opening up, man. It's my season, man. I can't see anything wrong with what's about to happen. So I appreciate you guys for having me. And let's do a part two after I get done this W. Let's do it. Happy belated birthday, man. And send me a uh, send me a, uh, send me something on, on Instagram and stuff like that. And, and your address and everything. Get some ropes out. And we're going to talk about mentorship and being your agent. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, buddy. Let's do it, buddy. All Let's right, man. Thank you guys for having me. Love Thanks you, man. Lot. Love you, man. Love Keep you up the good too. work. Appreciate brother. it. All right, guys. All right, brother. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Backpoints today. If you want to support the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you find the show. Also, it helps us if you give the show a rating on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Feel free to also make a donation via Patreon at patreon.com backpoints. Thanks and see you next episode.